Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up. This week I have a bro instead of a broad as my co-host. It was our first transcontinental recording and there were a couple of glitches, so please forgive us for our technical difficulties, but go ahead and enjoy the show. and boobs. I am your host and my co-host today is my very good friend Kelly. Kelly, why don't you tell our listeners the book that we picked today and and head well, on to that. <laughs> um uh the book I picked today is one of my longtime favorite books. It's one I've uh read many many times. Um and it's part of a very long series, but it's the book Outlander by Diana Gabaldon. And tell, tell us a little bit about what that book is and, and why you picked it. <laughs> well, uh, it's a... It also has time travel, so it has a bit of a sci-fi element. It has bit of romance which is always fun uh historical stuff about wars and other uh things from history um and uh you know i just uh i don't i just really enjoy the story (laughs) so the the book is it's got a lot of different parts to it there's the history there's post-world war ii history there's you know 17th century history and then there's like time travel bits to it and then the romance story so if you were like give a brief summary of the book kind of describe like who the characters are and and what happens the first book in the series outlander is um told in first person by uh, the main character, her name's Claire Randall, and she is a, a nurse who uh, served during World War II. She is married to uh, an uh, army officer. Uh, they're both uh, British. And uh, after the war finishes, uh, they, because they got married just before the war started, they really didn't have any chance to have any sort of honeymoon or anything. So they decide to get away to the Scottish Highlands for a, you know, for a honeymoon and stuff. Um, and, you know, everything's going great. Um, she goes for a walk one day to gather some herbs and stuff. She's into natural healing stuff. Bit of a herbalist, 
And um, I think she might have also wanted to collect some flowers to press and paint or something. I don't remember exactly. But she falls into this mysterious crevice that transports her through time to the uh, mid-1700s, um, shortly before the uh, Second Jacobite Uprising. And, uh, you know, while there she meets this dashing this Scottish man <laughs> named Jamie Fraser. And uh, I do appreciate the dashing and all that. Stuff. Yeah. Well, of course, <laughs> you, you can't tell a story about Outlander without mentioning that he's dashing. <laughs> so the, the main characters there are, are Claire, who's a nurse. And then mm -hmm. her husband, Frank, her, her first husband, Frank, and then second. Spoiler. <laughs> so, I feel spoilers are OK because this book has been out a okay. really long right. time. I wasn't, I wasn't sure what ground rules were. I mean, after all, the book was only written in, in what, 1990? 1991. <laughs> I, I did look that up. It's okay. 850 pages, which is really, really long for me. It is. I, I'm not a huge fan of, of long books. And I feel really proud to say that I read like 600 pages of this book before I was like, I'm done. <laughs> and if you know Jamie, that's, that's a pretty valiant effort. <laughs> the, the, that, was, that was a lot of effort. It, it was, yeah. <clears throat> oh, uh, so... My bro, today, are are you having any booze? I am. I actually am drinking Fireball, oh. cinnamon cinnamon whiskey. I uh, yes, it's like that uh, that cinnamon burn. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> is the uh, is the, it on ice? Or are you just having it straight? Oh, just straight. <laughs> it burns, burns even more that way. <laughs> Mostly because I was too lazy to run down to the ice machine and get any ice. <laughs> oh, funny. So, uh, fancy me. My, my stepmom turned 40 this year, which is crazy that she's that old. <laughs> and uh, she sent this little birthday uh, gift card bag that she gave to people that came to her party home to me and so I had this tiny little bottle of wine and I don't even know what kind it is it's pink and it's delicious but I'll, I'll put a picture of it on Facebook because it's just it's cute and this is Belle Rose's 40th birthday on so yeah. if yeah so yeah so I I had I heard you and I said I figured it's probably a rosé wine because her name is Rose. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that would make the most sense, right? Yeah. So I have some book discussion questions that I got from a website called Lit Lovers. And I've used them I before. I have the same list. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> and uh, so... The first question is, what kind of characters has the author created? And given that this is 
you know, a different complex kind of story. Like, how do you feel if they're, you know, realistically drawn characters? And one of my biggest complaints about the book is Claire. I hate Claire. I hate Claire <laughs> so much. But is this that you think she wasn't realistically drawn? Or do you think, do you hate her brother? Well, really? I, was trying to, I was trying to talk that out with myself today, actually. And I think that, like, she's very unpredictable, but she doesn't seem crazy enough to not understand her choices. Like, I'm a big fan of Miss Marple from Agatha Christie, and she likes to always talk about how everyone reminds her of somebody and how, like, you know, you learn different types of people and you can sort of predict what they're like. But I feel like Claire is, like, just so foolishly crazy and like she has no no critical thinking skills i'm like come on woman (laughs) yeah well now my opinion of her is slightly tempered from reading the later books which you know granted that this one was the first book in the series and it was also the author's first Mm -hmm. novel um i tend to give her a little bit of grace Oh, I've lost you again, Kelly. I think that she, um, I feel like she was realistic, but maybe not realistic for the time period. Um, For post-World War II time period? Correct. She's a little too forward, cussy, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, it just kind of, you know, she's, you know, I kind of, I kind of like her spunk and stuff, but at the same time, it it feels just a little bit out of place for two, and then back to the 1700s, it's way out of place, and, uh, you know, there's some of the things that happened that it's like, that she got herself into, and it's like, well, no surprise is there, (laughs) considering what you're doing. (laughs) right I thought that I would really like her husband Frank because he's a historian he's into genealogy and I just found Frank so boring I'm like oh he's so boring and then when she goes back to see him again I was really disappointed I'm like oh I'm still bored to death with you why are you so dull yeah Now, did you happen to watch the TV show at all? Um, So I watched the first two episodes of the TV show, I believe. And then I was like, oh, this is pretty much like the book. I don't think I'm going to keep watching. (laughs) Well, after that intermission, um, (laughs) I believe I was saying that that the Frank in the TV show, I felt like was better drawn out like he he had more dimensions you know i never felt like claire and jamie were drawn you know like only one dimensionally i always felt like they were pretty well fleshed out but frank in the books definitely was not fully fleshed out he was he was definitely more more just a caricature more a character that existed just for a 
specific plot point and you know didn't didn't get the full literary treatment but i feel like in the tv show they did a better job at making him seem like a real character so i'm guessing then that frank just sort of disappears for the rest of the series um well he i mean he has a he does have an important role in the series okay yes uh, uh in book two he does. oh but because of you know time travel and and all that stuff uh there's different ways that his things he's done kind of has an influence over um you know on the other characters over a very you know big period Mm. of time okay so one of the other main characters in the book is Jonathan Blackjack Randall, who is Frank's oh, yes. great grandfather, or is he further well, than that? Like five times, five yeah. times great, or four times great, something like yeah. that. Uh, I felt like his character was pretty predictable, like I'm mean and honorary and not like so outrageous he didn't need anything else like he wasn't like oh well maybe he's a jerk because of this complicated childhood we have like no i think he's just crazy (laughs) well he definitely he he definitely you know sadistic uh had some definitely had some serious mental issues um but again he's also one that gets a little bit better fleshed out uh, uh the further on you go um the second book, uh, yeah, it would be the second book. Uh, you do find out a little bit more about him uh, and some of the complicated things that kind of make him a little bit the way he is. Uh, and also, there's a few slightly redeeming things about him you find out in the second book. Oh. Very, very slightly <laughs> redeeming. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to come back from what he did in the first book, but... Uh, uh, yeah, she she gave it her best try to kind of make him be not just a one-dimensional <laughs> villain. So the second question I have from Let Lovers is, what assumptions does Jonathan Randall make regarding Claire upon their first encounter? And this is one of the few parts of the book that I actually remembered really well because I <laughs> I read it so long well, ago. I was like surprised at how much I remembered yeah. when I was reviewing the book. I mean, it was so long ago. Do you recall? Did you read that primarily because I was talking about it? I don't even remember why I was reading it. I just sort of picked it up. And I was like, this book is crap. And I put it on Facebook. And it was like half of all my friends had read it and loved it. And I was like, where? Where have I been? I'm like, I don't even understand. I'm like, this book has been out for a while. And all you people have read it. And I'm just now finding out about it. Like, I was in high school and it was released for heaven's sake. I was like in my 30s when I started reading it. I I was very blown away. Well, the assumptions that he makes regarding Claire is that she's a prostitute uh, because she is wearing what he takes to be a shift um, and, you know, not what she thought she was wearing, which was just a 
yeah, dress. Yeah. <laughs> she, which a which a nineteen forties dress to somebody from the seventeen forties uh, is apparently you know just underclothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she was also English and had an educated accent, which made him really confused. And he was like, "I don't know what's going on. Is she a spy? Is she dangerous?" Yeah, but, she, but, she, but she also gave him her name um, as Beecham, which is a French name, you know, you know, Beauchamp. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that also confused him because he thought, well, is she French or is she pretending to be French, but is she French but doesn't know how to say <laughs> it? Or... <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. And then he gets hit on the head with a stick or a rock or whatever it was. Yeah, I think it was a stick, but I, I don't remember. For sure. I, I, I was thinking a stick, but I was like, was it a stick or was it? It was something. He gets knocked out. Other characters that got hit with rocks and, and stuff. And then, of course, Jamie got hit in the head with an axe at, at some point. So. <laughs> so it's our, our next question is... Um, in what ways does Claire adjust to her new circumstances? And how does she put her 20th century knowledge to work in the 18th century world? Which question were we on? <laughs> <laughs> how does Claire adjust to her new circumstances? Oh, right. Yeah. So she's she uses her, her World War II nursing skills and her convenient love of uh, of herbs and knowledge of, of ways that they can be used and advanced skills of dressing wounds, etc., to uh, help save a bunch of people that would probably otherwise have died of protracted, you know, infections and such. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I felt like she didn't have enough shock when she was traveling back. And I compare that to my own life. When I you was in, in, in seventh grade, my family moved from California to Japan and I went from being an American citizen to being an American citizen in Japan. And we went through major culture shock and I, I, I didn't feel like she had that big of a shock to her system. Oh, like, Oh well, come on! I mean, she was British, you know. You know, rule Britannia, right? But culture have changed dramatically, and I mean, like her her time period that she lives in was this huge, major cultural shift because women went from being subservient to, you know, needing to fill positions because men weren't around because of the war, because they needed jobs for women to do to support the war. They were gaining independence. They were, you know, gaining education. Which is a big reason why I give her a pass and why she was so cocky and stuff. And, you know, she kind of got this thing of, you know, you know, women women took care of stuff and women still can take care of stuff. And she kind of carried that through to the 1700s. Right. So when she, when she try and travel back and, you know, it's a different 
culture. It's a different society. I mean, she's living in clans who have their own laws and and different customs. And yet she's like, oh, I could go back and be with my real husband, but meh, Frank, you're not really that hot. <laughs> well, he didn't wear a kilt, you know? I mean, you gotta wear a kilt. I mean... Is that the deal breaker? Like, kilt, no kilt. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Jamie has a kilt. Frank, meh. No, 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 but, you know, Frank, I mean, English tweed just doesn't cut it, you know? <laughs> So if if you were to time travel and be transported back in time, where would you go? Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, Now, I'm going to let you know that I just read this book um, called The Royal Art of Poison, and I can't remember the name of the author, but it was very interesting. And she's a historian. And at the end of her book, somebody, you know, uh, she's like, a lot of times uh, readers will ask me, would I want to be uh, a princess back in time? And she's like, oh, heck no. You don't believe the germs and disease and how these people lived. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'd want to. I don't think I'd want to go back, you know, that far back. <laughs> Um, I was like, can we go back to like the 1970s? I mean, I can see being interested in trying the 1950s. No, it's kind of. uh... I could go creep on my parents and watch them grow up. (laughs) Well, I mean, I suppose you could. Like, no, 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 you probably shouldn't do that. That's a bad idea. So, uh, but I like I like a lot of the music from the fifties and sixties. So, (laughs) well, one of my also biggest fears about time travel (laughs) is germs, and I'm afraid that I would have all these super bugs on me. And I would time travel into the past where the people there it would cause a pandemic. Yeah. And we're like, oh no, she has this this sort of bacteria we've never seen before. And I would wipe out like all of Asia. Yeah. Yeah. One of my biggest worries about time travel. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, but I can't sterilize myself because I do need germs. I'm like, I would just, I would kill everyone. I'm like, no, it's not worth it. I would erase all of humanity because I was like, oh, I wonder what the pantalon looked like. I wonder what the 1970s is. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm talking about a little bit further back than that, you know, like hundreds, thousands of years. It was like, you know, germs go out into space and they evolve and can cause all sorts of problems. I'm sure a few thousand years, I, I would, I would, I would decimate an area. Be like, gone. So, 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 like, you'd come back like as a pod person. <laughs> 
you would I think you would have to have like some sort of sterile environment that you could only like observe and you know I don't I don't yeah. think it would be very safe otherwise like no maybe maybe you could send like little digital robots into the past and record it and like you could come back and you have like weird ass video and audio maybe <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean you're right. The uh, the concerns about causing a pandemic are are pretty valid, and if, if time travel were ever to be possible, uh, that would be a major concern. That that's where all the aliens come from. All the alien abductions. It's people <laughs> from the future. They just want to know. They're like, did that really happen? Sure. <laughs> Like what? What were they thinking? Oh man, those people are crap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but it's there's certainly there's certainly a lot of things about the book that you can pick apart. I'm I'm not gonna say it's a perfect book, uh, but. Uh, you know, I I just I find it fun, even though there's some bad things that happen. And spoilers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's I don't know. I I really like in the later books they they go to um, they end up in North Carolina, and. Um, you know, they build like a cabin and a settlement up in the mountains. I was mountains. like, they become hillbillies, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose the case could be made for that. But I because mean, uh... they kind of they are in the area where they could be the uh, forefathers of yeah, some of those uh, Appalachian uh, settlements. Yeah, I, I, I read a uh, hillbillies. <laughs> <laughs> I read Hillbilly Elegy and they're like Scott Irish descent and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 that makes sense up up in the mountains, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so um one of the, the comments of the book was that it was a difficult to market at first, not fitting into a neat genre of fiction, right. but eventually it caught on in a big way. It, what do you do, subscribe to? the huge popularity of it or subscribe um why are there millions of people that love outlander i kind of feel like in a way the book was ahead of its time as far as the type of book it was um when you look at the fiction that's popular now um that sort of genre bending type story is is way more common. Um, I feel like people's uh, people are a little bit more accustomed to that type of thing. They're less likely to just reject it out of hand. Um, plus, there's been quite a few years for the you know the fans to kind of hype it up and stuff. And, you know. I think that's really fair. I mean, there there's a lot of things to really love about the book. 
there's a lot of things to really hate. I'm, well, just Claire. <laughs> she... But she didn't want to wear a cap, dang nabbit. Claire was the first literary character that made me want to throw a book across the room. I was like, what is this? Toss. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It happened again in the Dresden Files. I don't remember which book it was. Ghost, ghost story, maybe? Ghost story got really angry, and I was like, I'm ready to throw this book across the room. Oh. Uh, ghost story was difficult. I, I will say that is actually the latest. That's the latest I've gotten in Dresden Files. But... Uh... What was it about Dress and Fout, about Ghost Story that made you angry? I think it was that book there. I don't remember. I just remember getting really angry about something and going, what the hell? And, and some of my other friends going, mm, warned you about that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have the wrong one, but I was pretty sure it was Ghost Story. I, there's just one part of it that just oh, made me so angry. I was like, no. But I learned so much from, from the Dresden Files. Never trust fairies. Always <laughs> wear iron. Um... That's right. <laughs> oh, I love the Dresden Files. I once that when I started reading it, I really didn't think I was going to like it. And it just kind of grew on me. Uh, I, I call it book candy. And... Uh... Harry Dresden is my second literary boyfriend I've ever had. <laughs> okay, well, now you gotta tell me who's your first. Um, the the first one was Percy Jackson. Okay, okay. never mind. <laughs> Isn't he a teenager? Yes. <laughs> oh my! He's a fictional character. Uh, it doesn't matter. Wait, when did you fall? When did you fall in love with him? <laughs> I think I was still nursing. I it was. I think Thorne was a baby, so like thirteen years ago. Mm. Yeah, you're still an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but he has to grow up too. I mean, like he can't stay a teenager forever. <laughs> But he's a book character. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> and, and like, those, you know, all those gods don't grow at the same rates as normal people do. He's much more mature anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so back to Outlander. Was there anything else about the book that you want to talk about that we didn't touch on yet? Um, I... I always, always liked how there were all these little, um, just little things that happen in the book that were relatively insignificant things, but that when you read on like a couple books later, it somehow comes back and you're like, you know, it's like, what? Oh, oh, I remember about that. And so there's just a lot of like little, you know, little hooks that, uh, you know, get in later on and you're like, I wonder if she was thinking about that at the time when she wrote it. <laughs> Drawing out the story that much to 
to put all these little tie-ins back. That's that's mm-hmm. that's a that's a craft, and I do appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's she. She definitely has has some some really really amazing skills at writing. Um, I did enjoy the writing of the book. I didn't think the writing was crap. I did like the writing. Yes, I understand. You just really, really, really did not care for Claire. Uh, I know. I keep trying to tell you. Well, just give her a chance. You know, finish the book, read, read on, get, get through the, you know, the, get to the fourth book, and uh, see how you feel about Claire. Then, I mean, I feel like she, she kind of matures. Um, and and despite the fact that in in the first book she is she is what nearly thirty years old. Something yeah. like that, yeah. but uh, but uh, you know, by the time she hits fifty, you know, she's <laughs> she's, she's grown up. <laughs> so the 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 first book is eight hundred and fifty pages, and usually books only get longer in a series. So it, it is like book two. Well, 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 book two is shorter than the first book. I will say that. <laughs> okay, well, for me to get through, like. Four books is that four thousand pages? <laughs> well, after <laughs> I mean, after book two, they they get very very much longer. Some more than four thousand pages. <laughs> but this is this is why you need to do audiobooks. <laughs> Because the lady that reads the audiobooks is is really is really good. She does a really nice job, and she doesn't sound like she's drunk at all while reading. Not like not like me right now. <laughs> well, I think you sound great, drunk Kelly. Well, thank <laughs> you. I do love audiobooks and the the narrator of the story really does make a huge difference. I've I've listened to some audiobooks that were absolute crap. And I was like, you should have just paid for a better actor to read your book because you suck. Yeah. By the yeah, by the way, if you want to hire me to read your book, um, I do have a profile uh on uh on, on Amazon for uh, being hired as a as a book writer or a book reader. Um and I promise not to be drunk <laughs> when I reach your book. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Do you want to give out a shout out to the books that you've uh, narrated? Um, well, I've done three so far. One was a full-length, uh, pretty long novel uh, called Vacuum County, written by Aya Katz. Uh, the other two were also written by Aya Katz, but they were children. Oh, did I just lose you? you hang on can you hear me so the two they're children's books yes yes the other two i've done are children's books uh they're also written by the same author um and they're about the author's daughter actually one is called when sword met bow um the author was one that um, she did a lot of research into uh, primate development uh, and she actually gr- raised a, um, a chimpanzee in her in her house 
uh, from the time he was a infant. Uh, he actually, she actually oh, still wow. has him. Um, so, you know, he's a teenager now. So, um, you know, so her daughter, uh, Sword, grew up with this chimpanzee as a little brother. Um, so that was, you know, kind of, she kind of has a, she has a YouTube channel now where she's kind of started talking about that. And it's kind of interesting to, because I've been talking to her mother for years, but to hear, to hear her kind of open up about what it was like to grow up with a chimp as a little brother uh, has been kind of fun. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I've been reading these books uh, about her as a, as a baby and as a toddler, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting uh, to, to, you know, she's all, she's, she's all grown up now. And uh, I just wonder what it's like to know that your mother put you in a book and pictures of you in a book as a, you know, as a two-year-old and three-year-old and stuff. But, uh, at any rate, uh, yeah, the author is Aya Katz. Uh, the one is When Sword Met Bow, and the other one is called Sword Chooses. Oh. Um, Those are cute, um, cute names. No. Sword Chooses is about um, kind of how... I mean, any any toddler, um, when they're as they're learning, you know what they're able to do and what they're not able to do, and how they they make decisions on, um, you know, how many books they want to read, and um, what shoes they want to wear, and stuff like that. And uh, it they're they're both both when Sword Met Bow and. Sword chooses. They're both very cute books, um, and they're they're definitely best if you if you get the audible narration and also the um, the Kindle book because then you can see the pictures while you're listening to the to the mm-hmm. story. But uh, yeah, Vacuum County is a, just a full on full novel. Um, kind of takes place in the I think it's in the late eighties. Um, and it's just about, uh, a young girl that, uh, well, not, I mean, she's a college okay. student. Uh, she, uh, gets, has a car, her car breaks down on the, on a county road. Uh, she's trying to travel from her, uh, wherever, I think it's Houston where her college is. She's trying to drive up to Dallas because she wanted to, I don't know, do some shopping or something there. And uh, her car breaks down, and she ends up in this backwater county where everyone is weird. <laughs> Could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it was a it was a really fun it was a really fun story to read. Uh, it's certainly, I mean, if you think if you think Outlander is is unpredictable vacuum county is is even more unpredictable oh my. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely it's definitely not a normal book but uh you know if you're if you're up for a up for for a challenge a book that kind of uh doesn't go where you expect any book to go it, it's a, it's a great book and and i really had a lot of fun reading well it. i look forward to listening to you read it Okay, well, let me know if you want an, an audible 
free code for it or and of course i'm so drunk right now i don't even remember did i give you a code already for that no not yet okay well remind me when i'm sober to send you a code well thank you very much kelly and i appreciate you joining my show with me today Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got through the, sorry for all the technical glitches. Uh, it looks like the reboot of the phone must have uh, made a big, big difference because we only had just a little bit of interference yep. since then. Yay! Yay! So, well, thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again All right. Thank next you. month. Okay. You want, you want me back next month? <laughs> Sure. It'll be more fun if there's like the screaming banshees in the background.